everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this week is a very special episode for us because it's our 100th episode. We've been doing this podcast for about two and a half years now, and it's crazy to think that we've already done 100 episodes. I don't know where the time has gone, but (laughs) we wanted to do something special to celebrate. So this week, we're bringing you our first ever in-person podcast interview with one of the greatest Michigan gymnasts of all time, and personally, one of our favorites, Natalie Wojcik. Natalie is a two-time NCAA champion, six-time All-American, six-time Big Ten champion, the 2022 AAI award winner, all-around program record holder at Michigan. I mean, the list goes on and on, but we're just so very excited to have Natalie on the show this week to reflect back on her career this far and get excited for her final season of gymnastics. So stick around because you guys are not going to want to miss this episode. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. You guys help make this show possible. And with our 100th episode, we can't help but think back on how far we've grown and all the support we've had the last two and a half years. So honestly, thank you guys so, so much. It seriously does mean so much to us. And if you enjoy this podcast and you're interested in supporting us as well, we always have a link in the show notes down below to how you can join our Patreon. Now, without further ado, please welcome to the show the one and only Miss Natalie Wojcik. We're so excited that you're back for a fifth year. It was one of those things I feel like watching you last season. I personally kind of felt in my heart that, like it wasn't going to be the last time I was watching you. Like I think like I had a feeling that you were going to come back. It didn't feel real. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe that was just because I was like I was hoping that you would come back. But yeah. so I guess first question: When did you decide that you were going to come back? Like when did you know that you were going to do it? Yeah, um, I think I really started seriously considering it in the fall, going into my senior year. Um, I knew it was an option on the table, but I also really wanted to enjoy all the things that come with being a senior and celebrate, you know, that I am graduating and that this is potentially my last year with the class that I've gone through all the years here with. And so I didn't want to announce it before the season just because I truly wanted to feel like I was having a senior year, which I looked forward to for so long. And then also just trying to be excited about the opportunity that was on the table while still just enjoying the present moment and not getting too far ahead of myself. I feel like it would be hard to not be thinking about, like, you're, every moment you're probably like, this could be my last. Yeah. But then you also know in the back of your mind, like, it doesn't have to be my last. Yeah. So I feel like that would be really conflicting. <laughs> so you're in grad school now. Yes. How is that as opposed to being an undergrad and trying to balance everything? Yeah, I really like it. So I'm doing my master's in social work. I'm in six classes right now, which is a little bit of a heavier course load than I was doing in undergrad, especially towards the end. Like, I only took four classes my second semester of senior year, so it's definitely a little bit more to stay on top of, but it's honestly not too much more, and all of the skills that I learned for kind of balancing school and gym and personal life in undergrad just kind of carry over. Mm-hmm. So are you on the, like, 12-month track or 16? Or n- not month. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it would be month. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, do you finish in a year or is it, like, a year and a half? Yeah, I'll be doing either the 16-month or the 20-month track. So it's either... Okay. 
December of 2023 or spring of 2024. The hardest part is that you have to do a field placement, which is like an internship. Mm -hmm. And so I'm literally in the process right now of kind of figuring out what that would look like and potentially pushing it back because I just don't think that I would be able to do it to the best of my ability while we're in season. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm constantly traveling. Once we get into postseason, sometimes we're leaving on like a Tuesday. And so I would hate to let down the clients or organization that I'm working with. Yeah, because I feel like with the hours that you need for that, it's like, what, two because I've looked into it for myself, yeah. like two eight-hour days. Like yeah. with, with your school schedule and traveling, I feel like it would be a lot. Yeah, definitely. And it's something that I really care about, so I want to make sure that I'm doing it well when I do jump into that. Yeah, of course. What about your career goal? Do you know what you want to do once you get your master's? Um, yeah, so I'd love to work kind of at that intersection of sports and social work, potentially with college students. I think that's kind of where my interests lie right now. So preferably at like a D1 school where I can, you know, advocate for student-athlete mental health services and potentially providing some of those direct services to begin with. And then my pathway is management and leadership. And so then eventually maybe moving up into more of, um, like a manager role or, and kind of overseeing those services. I'm really interested in how you balance everything that you do, especially when you were an undergrad, because you had three majors, yeah. is that right? So like, my question is how? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you manage three majors, gymnastics, like being one of the best gymnasts in the country? Also just being a normal person and having social life. <laughs> yeah, like how do yeah. you do it all? I mean, I definitely had to get creative with it. I honestly didn't go too far over the number of credits you need to graduate. I think you need 120 to graduate, and I think I was under 130 total. Um, and so, like, for example, two of my majors were Spanish and linguistics, and so I strategically picked, like, Spanish linguistics classes, which would count both ways, so I wasn't doing, you know, more work than I had to. But I think it's all about really being intentional with your time, and for me, a lot of the time, that means literally writing it down on a piece of paper, like, okay, this is when... You know, I'm in class, this is when I'm going to do my homework, this is when I'm going to take some time for myself and journal or go on a walk. And so it's really about being intentional with finding that balance because it isn't just going to happen without you putting in the work. Mm -hmm. You have to be really organized. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to talk about some highlights from last season. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, the Rutgers meet in particular was a highlight in and of itself. So much happened during that meet. So I have a little list here that I'm going to okay. read to recap everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys set a new program record as a team with a 198-525. That's the sixth highest score in NCAA history. You broke your program record on vault with a 49.875, which is the second highest vault score in NCAA history. You guys had four perfect tens in a row, starting with Gabby on yeah. floor and then carried over onto vault, and you were a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, you tied Michigan's all-around program record with Elise Ray, Sarah Kane, Beth Weimer. So that mm -hmm. was just a crazy me. I know for us watching, we were like literally standing in front of the TV, like screaming, like yeah. standing in front of the TV because it was like so, there was so much going on. It didn't feel like real life. Yeah, I think I was like <laughs> screaming inside a little bit too so, and outside. <laughs> when that was, I guess just talk about that me. Maybe we'll start with the tens. We'll start with the back-to-back tens because you were a part of that. What was that moment like? It honestly left me speechless. So obviously we're all super pumped for Gabby. She had long deserved that 10. And then um, Raina let us off with a 10 and in between vaults, Scott Sherman like comes down to the end of the runway, gives us a little pep talk, and then we go. And so after Raina went, you know, everyone's going crazy because like we have two tens in one meet now. And, um, and Scott, the leadoff ten is like yes. unheard of. I mean, state. that was the second one ever. Yeah. And so Scott came back and, you know, kind of holds up his hands for a fist pump and he's like, 
you can go get a 10 too. And I was like, okay, maybe I will. <laughs> and then it happened. And I was like, there's no way. Like, it still makes me so emotional to think about it. And then I was like, all right, let's keep it rolling. So like, I ran back to the end of the runway and I like high-fived Heist. I'm like, all right, keep it going. And so <laughs> she got it too. Yeah, it was just such a surreal moment. And I think it was especially meaningful to me because Rutgers is so close to where I grew up. And so a lot of my friends and family were there. And it was the first time that my dad's mom, my Oma, came to watch me compete in college. And so to be able to get a 10, and our family was sitting right by the vault. Uh. And so to be able to get a 10, like right in front of her and all my friends and family and, you know, our whole Michigan family too, was just so exciting. And the Michigan fans really showed out at Rutgers. Like there were fans there that I didn't even know, but just live in the area and love Michigan. And so they were definitely kind of balancing out the red in the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) They picked a good meet to go to. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) No, I'm jealous that we can be there. Yeah. (laughs) doesn't meet to be at. Well, and it was like kind of chaotic too. Like, I don't know how much they showed on the stream, but. I was just going to say, they were like, it wasn't the best stream. Like they would show some of the routines, but then they'd cut away to like people staying on the sidelines. They're like, here, go back to the background. And I'm like, what is happening? Okay, well, we started on bars and my hands were so sore. Like I had a rip. So my hands were just like stinging all day. And um, I was like getting through it. We put like this bee sting stuff in it to kind of numb it. And normally I use Aura Gel to like numb my ribs, but I forgot it in the hotel room. <laughs> oh so I'm like, oh great, we're off to a horrible start. <laughs> no. um, but the meat kind of rolled around and my grips had gotten really stretched out the week before. So I switched to a new pair of grips and warm up was a little shaky. It wasn't horribly concerning, but it obviously wasn't my best. And um, we had had a fall earlier in the lineup and I think yeah, I was going last at that meet. And so, you know, when there's that fall and it gets those six person, it's like, all right, like this is time to make it happen. And so I get up, everyone's screaming so loud. Like I have the video that we take on our team iPad. And I went up, like caught the release, no problem. And all of a sudden I like kipped and I'm like, why can I feel the bar in my palm? And so I stopped and I was like, my grip is snapped in half. <laughs> so the leather had just ripped and these grips were like a week new. And I look over, I'm still like in a front support on the high bar. And I just like look over to Scott and Bev and they're like, what are you doing? Like, we need a hit. Like, what's going on? And I just pick up my hand, the grip's like flapping in the breeze. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And so I hop down and Scott's like, I really hope you have another pair of grips broken in. Because sometimes it can take a long time to get that leather kind of feeling the way you want it to. And I was like, I do. And so I put on another pair of grips. And they had Nicoletta go in the exhibition spot while I was switching over my grips. And then I had to get up and do it again. And I hit, which was like such a relief. And then I think from there, it just felt like things were kind of like lightening up. But that bar rotation was definitely really stressful. (laughs) But I think it's just... Do you always carry an extra pair of grips with you? Oh, yeah. I have like 10 in my grip bag. (laughs) Okay. Well, lesson learned to all gymnasts to bring an extra pair of grips. And this is why. (laughs) You never know what can happen. Sometimes you open your grip bag and there's just one like missing. Like they end up all over the place. Yeah. Um, But I think that rotation was just such a testament to our fight as a team and just kind of rolling with the punches you never know what's going to be handed to you on any given day but we turned it into like a record-breaking day after starting out like that so it was definitely a highlight of the season I want to talk about your ball so when you're following two tens is it like a lot of pressure to feel like you have to stick or like you have to continue the tens? Because at that rate, you're thinking like, if I stick, I'm probably going to get a 10. Yeah. So then it's like, are you trying like, really hard to go? How does that not mess you up? 
And maybe you're yeah. just, like, really mentally tough. No. But. <laughs> and I think I had a little bit added pressure on myself that day because after the first three events, I added up my all-around, and I was like, oh, my gosh, if I get a 10, like, I tie the all-around record. Yeah. We have it on the board here. It's by the vault runway. Like, I look at the records every day. Okay, we that was my do. next question was how much was yeah. that in your head? <laughs> so I knew that I needed a 10, and I'm like, well, you know, 10s are rare, but you never know what can happen. And so I definitely tried to really push out of my head everything that had happened leading up to my turn even though I wanted a 10 for like several different reasons <laughs> on that given day um I was like trying to force it to happen isn't gonna make it happen and so I just tried to really like focus on my breathing calm down even though we were like all screaming our heads off for Reina and Gabby um try to get my breathing back under control and just really focused on like my keywords that I told myself I did some visualization at the end of the runway and you know just give it my best shot <laughs> yeah I want to ask about the legacy that you're going to leave behind at Michigan. Obviously, you still have one more year, but I think no matter what happens this year, like you're going to go down in history as one of the best Michigan gymnasts of all time because you obviously won NCAA beam title your freshman year. You were part of the first ever team title for Michigan. You got a bunch of 10s, AA award winner. I mean, the list goes on and on. We could sit here for like hours and like list off all your accomplishments. But is that something that like when you came in as a freshman, did you like ever envisioned that you'd have a career like you've had? Um, I think I definitely wanted to leave my mark on Michigan, especially from a team perspective more so than an individual. I didn't, I didn't come in here being like, I'm going to break that all-around record and I'm going to break you know, that scoring record, but I really wanted to come in here and do my part to lift up the team. And you know, we have such a great history of tradition here, and so I know that so many alumni before us have put in great work, and I really wanted to you know, continue that. And a few years before I came, actually, the team had had a rough regionals and they didn't end up qualifying to nationals. And we had a recruit a Snapchat group chat at the time. And I Snapchat them and I was like, don't worry, guys, we're going to bring a national championship home to Ann Arbor. Just wait. And I literally had the picture saved of like 16 year old me being like, we're going to win a national championship. <laughs> and at the time, I was just like, you know, trying to boost everyone's morale. But I truly did believe it in my heart. So I think a lot of especially my class came in with the mindset that like we're gonna come here and we're gonna win a national championship and this is our time to do it and so I mean the individual accolades are obviously such an honor but it's the team stuff that means a whole lot more to me. I wanted to talk about senior night so it's technically senior night take one yeah we're gonna have another one <laughs> um, but you guys had a record-breaking crowd you guys sold out Chrysler yeah. for the first time for gymnastics I should say. Yes. What was that like? The energy in there was just electric and they announced it like over the scoreboard um, right before floor, so right before the last event that it was like an attendance record and that we had sold it out and we all just started jumping up and down like I'm about to warm up floor and I was in the corner with Nico and we're just like jumping up and down like couldn't even believe it there's so many funny pictures of that moment <laughs> um, but it was really cool to see the way that our community showed out to support us and then obviously the visiting teams as well it was a really fun night I couldn't have imagined it going any better I also got a personal floor score record at that meet, which meant a lot to me because I've had a little bit of inconsistency on that event recently, mm -hmm. and so to be able to hit on senior night was really exciting. I feel like the attendance last season was better in general than it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. and did you guys do anything, aside from the year before becoming national <laughs> champions, did you like do anything to kind of help bring in like more students? I feel like there was actually a student section this year. Yeah, yeah, and it's big. It was like going all the way up to the top pretty much. So. Yeah, um, I think it kind of starts with 
our team and then also the individuals growing social media following and just basically talking about gymnastics to anyone in our classes who will listen and being like we have a meet this weekend everyone always says it's so much fun than they thought it would be Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time my friends will come and they're like I thought you just did like cartwheels like I didn't realize you do like actual flips and I'm like yes we do really cool stuff like you should definitely keep coming but I think also with it being after COVID everyone's kind of wanting to get out and well I shouldn't say after because obviously it's still going on, but with more people being vaccinated and being a little bit safer to leave the house, more people are wanting to get out and experience things. And then additionally, one of our student managers from a few years ago, Connor, his younger sister, Siobhan, is a student here now. And she really rallied her friends and was like, we're going to have a student section at the gymnastics meets. And so they, you know, sit in the front, they get everyone going. They brought us like the big fat head posters to senior night. Yeah. And so I think they've also done a really good job of bringing in students and kind of getting them excited about gymnastics. Yeah. Gymnastics meets are so much fun. And yeah. then maybe like we're biased because we're Michigan gymnastics fans, but like we, like we bring our friends that have never watched gymnastics yeah. in their lives. And, and they're coming because it's fun. And they always have a good time. Like they, yeah. they get into it. They're like up and down screaming their heads off. And I'm yeah. like, look, you had fun. Yeah. Come back. I think the energy is just so contagious in that environment that like you really have a chance to bring in the crowd and if they buy into it then it, it turns into a really fun yeah. game and the bigger the crowd the better because I oh, know yeah. for your senior night like I had shells we were commentating on the broadcast but like yeah. I was wanting to like take the headset off and just start like jumping <laughs> up and down I was like so thrilled for you guys that you were having that moment finally happen when you yeah. guys sell out Chrysler and yeah it was just I had shells <laughs> so going into your final year of gymnastics for real this time yes what are your goals I mean, it's crazy to believe that I'm even in this position because I don't remember a time that I didn't do gymnastics. And so I'm really just trying to make the most of it. I mean, it's so cliche, but just like really enjoying every single second of it while also working hard to make sure that it goes the way I want it to because I don't think things are just going to fall into my lap or the team's lap. We really have to put in the work. And so I'm trying to, you know, get myself to where I want to be to be able to end on a really high note. And then also to you know build up the team culture and to leave a really positive impact on this team I'd rather be remembered as a really great teammate than as someone who got this 10 or this score so Mm -hmm. so then we have some random fun questions to finish up so first one is what is your favorite Michigan tradition Uh, I think with our team traditions I really love all the cheers we do before meets we do the same ones um, every time and so it's almost like a kind of like a calming thing where okay actually I'm gonna back up because we also do this really fun one at away meets where when we walk in we play this song on like a speaker into like away stadiums and it's like we are the Wolverines and we just blast it and like scream it we've all posted on social media before that song is a vibe but yeah it's (laughs) so fun and then also just like having the same cheers we do before every meet kind of provides a level of consistency and it starts to feel really familiar over time especially now that I've done it for four whole years and so I love that we have those traditions that kind of center us no matter what stage we're on on that day. Mm-hmm. And then I also love at football games when they go and like touch the banner. I think that one's really exciting. If you could get rid of one event, what would it be? Oh, <laughs> floor. <laughs> I think I would get rid of floor. It's just too long. <laughs> I'm over it. I don't yeah. want to do it. Maybe if it was like a 30 second routine, that would be better. But I am, I think that this year I found a newfound love for floor again so yeah. is it I more of the tumbling that like stresses you out or do you not like to dance and no you're, you're good at dancing I like, love dancing yeah. it's like 
I have asthma, so it's hard oh. to breathe. Like, it's, like, the oh, cardio yeah. that's, like, tough. Yeah. Um, but I love, like, the performance aspect of it, and I love competing floor. It's just the training that can get a bit tough. Yeah. But I do, at the end of the day, I do enjoy it. Can you tell us the story of your grandpa <laughs> calling the former national team <laughs> coordinator? You mentioned this yes. in a speech that you gave. Yeah. We need to hear the story. Okay, yeah. So I was invited to receive this Polish sports award over the summer, which actually there's a crazy story behind that too, but I'll save that for another time. (laughs) But we, at one point, the gym I was going to was very close to my grandparents' house. And at that point in time, I was doing two-a-day practices. And so we had kind of like a two-hour break in between. So instead of driving like 45 minutes home, a lot of the time my mom would just take us like 10 minutes to my grandparents' house and we'd go and have lunch there. Depending on the time of year, I'd do schoolwork or if it's the summer, we'd like spend time outside, play games, you know. And we had gone over there and my some of my cousins were there too and they were like you'll never believe what opa did today and i was like what did he do (laughs) because he was known for being like this very bold man who just you know grandpa stuff but he was like yeah you know i made a call i asked them to like Put you on the Olympic team, and I was like, "You did what?" <laughs> You're like, "That's not as he should." As he should. You're yeah. like, "That's not exactly how it works." Yeah. But. So I guess he had called the ranch and been like, "Hey, my granddaughters are really talented. Like, you you should take them. Like, get on board with them. Like, this is where it's at." And they just kind of listened to him. And then before he hung up the phone, he was like, "Oh, can I like have your name for future references?" And the person was like, "Marta." And then he just like hung up the phone. And then he told us, and I was like. Marta? He was like, yeah, like, do you know her? I was like, yeah, everyone knows who that is. <laughs> so were you embarrassed or did well, you just think it was funny? I didn't know like how much information he provided them. Like, was my name given? I don't know. I think I was just in complete shock because I'm like, first of all, I didn't know that she would even pick up the phone. Like, you mm-hmm. would think they have other people to do that. Like a secretary or Yeah, something. I was like, there's no way this happened. Like, I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. So were you ever considering doing Elite? Like, at that time, was that something you would... Were you kind of headed down that path, or did your grandpa literally just not have any idea, like, what track you were on? Yeah, so at that time, I had begun training elite compulsory routines, like, here and there, but I was never really signed up for any qualifiers, and so I think I could have probably made it happen, Mm -hmm. but at the time, it wasn't the best decision for me, and around that time, I also kind of started to lose a little bit of my love for the sport, and so I ended up switching gyms, and I found a really positive environment in the gym that I changed to at that time. Um, and then I ended up sticking with those coaches through the rest of my club career. Nice. Are you superstitious, or do you have any pre-meet rituals? Um, I used to be more superstitious as a kid than I am now. Um, so throughout my club career, I had these little like pajama pants with frogs on them, and they said, <laughs> have a nice day. And I was like, oh, if I wear these, then I'll have a nice day for my meet. <laughs> so oh, I used cute. to always wear them, and then I grew out of them, and it was devastating. So my mom got me new pajamas with frogs on them, but those ones didn't say have a nice day, but they have still you, have had like, a Amazon? I should check. <laughs> I should. But Finally, now, yeah, bring it back. <laughs> now it's more of just like kind of pre-meet rituals. So I like to have pasta the night before. I find that it like fuels me pretty well. We all do our face sparkles and little M tattoos together. But it's more of just like the tradition kind of stuff now that helps me stay grounded on meet day and try kind of keep the nerves at bay. Mm-hmm. And then last question. If you were to write a letter to your younger self, what would you say? Oh, that's such a cute question. <laughs> um, we try and end on like a savvy one. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would remind myself to stick with it and 
to just keep refining my passion with the sport. It's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day, you know. It's tough. There's a lot of challenges in the sport of gymnastics, but just to remind myself that, you know, sometimes you need to recenter and refocus, and if that means, you know, taking a day off to really just take a break or, you know, writing down my goals um, is something that's been really helpful for me throughout my career, but just taking it one day at a time, continuing to find my love for the sport, continuing to set new goals, and once I reach those, just keep looking up and um, to continue trying to build up the people around me. Do you have anything else that you want to add or anything that you want to say to any of our listeners? Um, I think I'd just say thank you so much for supporting Michigan Gymnastics to you guys and to the listeners. Um, I truly think that we have the best fans in the world and your support and you know cheering for us and just always building us up means the world to us. So thank you. We've been following you for so long that it's crazy that we're like finally at this point where you're going into your final year of gymnastics. I can't even believe it. We started following you back in like... Right when you committed to Michigan. Yeah, really? whenever that was. Yeah, yeah yes. that was 2014. Mm-hmm. Was it really that long ago? Mm-hmm. Oh so goodness. eight years ago. Well, it yeah. doesn't surprise me the way recruiting used yeah, to be. Back in the yeah. day, you could be like a baby and commit to college. Yeah, I was 14, and I was, I just had to wait patiently for four years. But yeah. it was fun because throughout that process, I got to meet a lot of the people who would become my future teammates. And so I feel like we had a really solid foundation of you know friendship and teamwork before we even got here yeah um did you look at other schools or were you pretty much dead set on Michigan so I at the beginning of my process I had no idea what I was looking for I knew I wanted to be driving distance from home so that kind of took out like some of the west coast Mm -hmm. um but I pretty much looked at schools in every conference regardless and I had a few visits set up and Michigan was my first one and I just fell in love the second I came here. I was like, wow, this has everything I'm looking for. I can't imagine something topping this. And so I went home. I had received my offer on that visit. And they were like, you can go home and think about it. And so I went home and I was like, I don't think I'm going to find something that I love more than this. Like, I can't imagine something topping this. So I ended up canceling the rest of my visits (laughs) and not going and committing to Michigan. Uh, It was about two weeks after I visited. So you really knew. Like, you had a feeling. Yeah. As soon as I got here, I was like, yep, this is it. Well, they say that that's how it is. Every gymnast that we've ever talked to has said that, like, you get on campus and you just just know. It just feels right. I think especially, like, reflecting on it after I went home, too. Like, I knew I loved it when I came here. But then, like, once I got home, I was like, I can't imagine my life without being there. Mm. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, we can imagine Michigan Gymnastics without you. Yes. (laughs) It's been so fun to watch you these last few years, and we're super excited for this last year. Thank you. Last one, that's one. And I'm so glad we get an extra year of you. Like, coming in, I didn't think that was going to be, obviously, no one could that. COVID is, like, unfortunate. I know a lot of, like, bad things have happened because of it. But Mm -hmm. in some ways, there's been, like, blessings in the fact that we get extra years of our favorite gymnasts. So, (laughs) from a gymnastics perspective, we're glad that you yeah. get we get one more year of you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> We want to say thank you so much, Natalie, for taking the time to come on our show and for always being just so sweet to us. We really did have a fun time doing this, and I feel like we barely scratched the surface all the incredible things that you've done in your career. So maybe we can do a part two when season is done. We would love that, and I think it'd be super fun. So we also want to say thank you so much to all of you who listen to us every week. Sometimes I honestly forget that we have people who actually listen to us. <laughs> We've received so many nice messages over the years, and have even met some of you at meets. And it really does honestly make us feel so good and it kind of 
inspires us to keep going. Just knowing that we have people that actually listen to this podcast and appreciate it and enjoy it. So thank you for that. You guys are seriously the best and we love you. Next week, we'll be recapping the Paris World Challenge Cup that happened over the past weekend. And we'll also be bringing you another interview. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) So you'll have to tune in next week to see who that is. But if you're a Patreon, don't forget you can check the app right now to find out who it is and also submit your questions. We're recording that interview on Thursday of this week, so it's not too late to submit a question yet. So just want to put that out there. (laughs) We hope you guys enjoyed this very special episode and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.